Good evening, everyone. Thursday evening, in fact, uh, the fan verdict um, with myself, the Pidge, um, Tom from the Golden Pages fanzine, the fantastic Golden Pages fanzine. Um, as always, we are in association with the Watford Football Club, former players club, funded by Watford's favourite son, Luther Blissett and Pricey Neil Price, 1984 FA Cup final left back. Um, head on over to facebook.com forward slash Taylor made players. Apologies about my voice. My voice is just coming back after a cold for about a week and a half. Probably a good thing many people say and it didn't really help um, screaming yesterday. So uh, if it's really strange, I do apologise, guys. Um, let's get all your opinions through um, about the game from uh, yesterday night. Um, disappointing once again, sadly to say, um, after Lord Mayor's show on Sunday, 2-1 um, defeat. Um, home to uh, Swansea. Yeah, like I said, I'm joined by a steam colleague, Tom. Mate, uh, yeah, disappointing to, to to be kind, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, we're, we're back here again, aren't we? Uh, you know, seems to be change of head coach, but uh, some of the performances continue, really. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's good, good that they didn't change a winning side, I thought. You know, they're, they're just a uh, mantra in, in football, isn't it? You know, you don't, don't change a winning side. Um, but I mean, I, I said on the on the last week's post game show that I thought the scoreline wasn't a reflection of of, of that game. Um, and I, to be honest, I don't think the, the performance was much much different. Really, um, we were just up up against a, a far better side, an organised, effective side that actually had a game plan and, and executed it. Um, I, I thought that we just we just got schooled. Really, we got schooled by the, yeah by a, a technically better more well-rounded sides. Um, and once again, you know, we're talking about another collapse after an unplanned disruption. I think it's, what, about the fourth? Fourth one is the hit in the last couple of years for various yeah. reasons. Uh, and yeah, it's just another very fractured performance. Um, it all feels horribly negative. I'm going to pick out a couple of positives. Um, it's great to see Matty Pollock and James Morris make their debuts. I was quite impressed with, with James Morris. Um, I know Matty Pollock um, didn't look the most assured, but he's, he's not going to be at his age and, you know, with his first league appearance. But very, very impressed with James Morris. And, they, you know, they came in in difficult circumstances. Um, so I'm, go I'm going to finish that bit with a positive. What do, what do you reckon? <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with Morris and um, Pollock. And I uh, said this young lad beside me and a couple of young lads, um, always beside us and uh, we saw him last season and I said to the said to the lad um that that young man in there I used to watch his old man play for uh play for Borough and um I'll tell you what Pollock's a big lad isn't he um oh yeah I've realized how big the guy the lad is and uh, I'm really happy Morris I thought was his distribution for most was excellent and really really chuffed with that but um we we said before the show that we were gonna we don't usually lord our um fact we meet certain players but the best thing of the whole night was meeting Jay Demerit now I know certainly he's one one of your favourite players and one of the nicest people um, you could ever meet I think player wise especially isn't he 100% yeah I mean you, you, as I said to you before the show again um, a few of the ex-players you kind of feel as though they put on a smiley face and can't wait to get away but Jay Demerit is a genuinely lovely bloke and he, he, he didn't, you know, he gave you all the time that he wanted. I got I, think I got an autograph and I got a photo. Um, and yeah, he signed the the article that I wrote about him a couple of years ago. I think I, I interviewed him um, last year, actually. 
and I mean, for, for that, he gave me like a couple of hours. And, you know, this, it, yeah, it's just unbelievable. Such a nice bloke. And, you know, he was, he was a great player as well. And he's, he's obviously got that backstory as well. But, yeah, without kind of going into all that, that was definitely the highlight of the night. And, uh, yeah, just a shame that he didn't get to see a, a better Watford performance. Yeah, exactly. We've got a few of you already on. So, guys and girls, thank you ever so much. Everyone who watches and contributes, absolutely amazing. Mr. Chris, who sits near me um, in the rookery evening, mate. Um, well done to the ref yesterday. Um, Stan B, evening, gentlemen. Um, Mr. Cusack, Morris looked very good. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Matthew Johnson on the TaylorMade Army Forum said, evening, chaps. He's also said, yeah, great to see some debuts. Uh, Gary Iron, evening, Gary, says, I think Slav... Um, we have a big job, especially with the amount of injuries we have in defence. We are down to the bare bones now. Um, he's also added, this is down to recruitment now. It's going to bite us in the back. Uh, Craven, Moorhead, even Craven, he says, Hammers fan here. Please treat Dix well. Um, he's still God over East London. Um, and also Terry Pierce. Hi, hi, Pidge. Yeah, hi, mate. Um, Terry Pierce, one of the official partners of the Taylor Made Army um, forum and podcast in reach, uh, delivering quality um, services. And also he does a lot of box, um, the boxes and uh, a few competitions coming up so shortly. So um, he'll certainly won't mind me shouting, shouting him out. So um, yeah, evening to you, mate. Hope you're well. Um, oh, just a shout out. Cause I've, like I say, I've been up and down with my um, cold. Um, Ray can't, um, be on today hopefully get better sir ray so um i think he's feeling a bit under the weather like a lot of people have been um last few weeks i hope he gets well but um yeah look on assessment of the uh swansea game first half we were me and dina were screaming about the cohesion in midfield that we've been saying about and like say you said about it plenty of people um they were they were playing like the and i don't i'm gonna go to the positives eventually believe me guys and girls but yeah the First half, they were pressing us a hell of a lot. And we were looking and going, hang on, mate. We were supposed to be the home team here, boys. You know, what's where's the team from Stoke? I know, I kind of know the Stoke team were poor. But the way we played against Stoke, um, we pressed them. We looked daring. We took chances. We, you know, took risks. And the first 25 minutes was poor. We were just really getting pegged back. And credit to Swansea. They, you know, they played like the away team and absorbed the pressure and caught us on the counter-attack. And... Um, I think a lot of people would say, okay, we, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't brilliant. We got the goal. I think um, well taken goal by Saar, hundredth appearance. Fair mm. play to him. Credit where credit's due. Good goal by him. Um, there was periods where we did play well. Give us, you know, we we looked like we were forcing the issue. Second half, um, yeah, when we had the injury, because a lot of people know now, but. The communication, I thought that was crap. The communication software from the referees, I mean, like we were all singing, you've got a flag and a whistle. God knows what they did back in the day of the um, mid-2000s when, you know, when we didn't have this technology. But, yeah, it was an mm. absolute joke, that was. But, yeah, we've got to be concentrating to the end. Like you said, we've had four stoppages. Thank God it wasn't a fan. That's the one thing I would say with the stoppage. It was actually genuine refereeing um, communication uh, breakdown rather than someone's poor um, heart giving way again, um, like we have done the last two or three times. So at least that's a positive from that. And um, yeah, we got to learn to defend. Really, <laughs> yeah. you know, just poor thing. But you know, we 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 did. Set, oh, it was great to see loser. 
you know, 110%. And I'll, I'll take Dino's the one who said this to me. It wasn't me that coming up with this, but 110% he's got to start against Blackpool. We can't, I mean, possibly take out a spree. I didn't think the lad played a bad game. I just think if we're going to sacrifice someone, it's probably going to be him because we can't stick him in centre midfield. But a lot of people say, well, Kiembe is not getting, not going around um, where the Kiembe from August was doing in certain, in the crucial areas in centre midfield. And we need, we need three. If we're not going to, we're not going to take one of those two out. Stick losers are three in midfield, and we we'll have to take out a spree. And like I say, that's not because I think he's crap or he had a bad game. Far from it. I think the lad is a very promising talent, and he's going to become a very intricate player for us. But we've somebody's got to change in that midfield. I think the midfield as a unit is horribly letting us down. I think a lot of critics are coming for Chowdhury now, and uh, I'm still not critical of Chowdhury yet, but I know a lot of people are. But so, sorry, Matt, I've gone on a bit too long. What do you reckon? No, 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 it's, it's all right. No, um, yeah, well, coming back to the Chowdhury point, I, I think he, you've got to accept that he's not an all-round player. We haven't really got any all-round players. Probably Jal Pedro is the nearest to that that we've got. But what Chowdhury is good at is hustling, um, winning the ball, strong tackles. He, he's not he's not an intricate player that's going to pass a lot of the, you know, create chances that's what you got loser for that's what you got you know the other creative players for um uh, i think yeah a, a good team is not just 11 players it's it's a jigsaw of players that do different things well and they 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 complement each other and i don't i don't think km bay and um Chowdhury really do that um yeah I, I definitely agree with with loser he's he's showing showing moments but the issue is going to be with fitness, you know, we saw, we've seen with a few players now, they've been rushed back or, or you know, perhaps not through any fault of their own, but through circumstance and they end up on, you know, back in the, uh, the treatment room. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got, um, I think the, the West Ham fan said we've got um, Julian Dix coming into the, uh, into the backroom staff as, as Slab's assistant. I remember watching him in his Premier League days at West Ham at, at I mean, call him a no-nonsense defender is probably doing him a, a, going a bit short, really. He was an absolute monster. Um, so hopefully yeah. he sort of instills a bit of grit into that into that side. But um, it, it's, yeah, it's just a, a very fractured fractured team. They all look low on confidence. And to be, to be honest, I, I'm not even sure. They, they don't look as though they, they know how they should be playing. You know, they've gone through a couple of managers now. They've had a whole pre-season under Rob Edwards trying to trying to instill a particular way of playing. And, you know, we've seen how many games um, it's, you know, centre-back to, to full, to wing-back, back to centre-back, go across to the other side. And there's no, there's no penetration there. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, could go on all night about it, but it's just, it's just, a, they're just not fitting together at the moment. And I, I don't know how, how many head coaches it's going to take for Pozzo to realise that, perhaps he and Scott Duxbury are the problem rather than the head coach. Um, you know, it's, it's, their, it's their recruitment and coming back to that, that buzzword of culture. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what you, we, how do you feel about the, the squad itself? Cause I, I feel as though it's, they're, they're strong individuals. I definitely think it's a strong on paper. That squad is definitely good enough to, to be promoted when they're all fit. But oh uh, yeah. What, what do you think? Well, firstly with Dix, I mean, I'm so, so I'm really, really chuffed with that because I think he's a quality coach as well. 
I really do. I mean, I loved him as a player. Like you said, he was like, yeah. he's like a Piercy. He's another Piercy. Yeah. He was at West Ham. Apparently, there's a le legend has it that he actually um, sprained Ludic McCloskey's wrist when he tried to save a penalty. So um, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because he, he, I'd love love a player like him to play now. But you probably get red carded every game the way the game is now. But yeah, in terms of the squad. Uh, you know, Rob probably made a rod for his own back, um, saying that he was happy with the squad. Um, he probably is. He probably was at the time. And you know, I just think, I just think the guy was Steve Harrison. He was just too nice, I really do. I just don't think it fitted him, and that's a backhanded compliment to Rob. I just do think he was too nice uh, to suit um, the Potsos. I really do, and. Uh, I think um, if I'm going to change it up as well, and I'll probably talk about this tomorrow night, I would put Kamara, Kamara on the right for the moment because Gaspar is 50-50. Mm. Um, and I'll put Morris on the left. And I would actually put Pollock in central defence. Probably not take Cabs or Siri out or out. I really would because uh, I can't really distinguish between the two, which one played better. I actually would probably put Cabs had played better out of the two if I was forced to answer that, or I'd put Hungbar at the right back. People will probably say, oh, what else have we got at the moment who's fit? Because Ngakia um, was an injury waiting to happen. I thought he was rushed back in. Yeah. Um, and Kamara can play at right back. Uh, it's some. It's a role that he shouldn't be playing, but Morris looked really decent. At best, yeah. I, at, at least, I'd put Kamara and Morris as our... Um, Fullbacks for um, I, I think uh, horses horses back in well, he should be back at the weekend from from what I've heard. I don't know whether he's fit enough to start, but he goes mm. straight in for me if, if he's fit enough in the yeah. middle. And then yeah, you just we, you know we've got we've got defensive problems, so you need defenders in those in yeah in defence really. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean about Hungbo. Um, I, I haven't seen enough of him sort of defensively. I'd love to see him on the pitch in a. You know, in a in a more attacking um, position, you know, if if he can get in the side, but um, yeah, I think we got we've got to fill the, the defence out with defenders, and it's we're back to the sort of terrifying Sierra Cabaselli uh, combo at the back, and it's yeah, I, I just feel sorry for feel sorry for Cabaselli because he's he, he's getting absolutely pelters. He's he seems to be the the scapegoat at the moment, and he's not playing well, but that's that's not going to it's, it's, he's not going to have an up, up form in upturn in form because his, his confidence is so low. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that goes, goes for the rest of the side, really. Um, I think, yeah, it's, it's critical that we have three in midfield, I think, because we need to control, we need to control that midfield and we can't, we can't do that with Chowdhury and, and Kayembe. Um, mm. Kayembe, probably one of the most left footed players I've ever seen. Um, to, to have him in the same side with, uh, with Kamara. I, I, yeah, it's extraordinary. Professional, how professionals almost can't use their, their other foot is mind blowing. But um, yeah, it's another another subject altogether. No, but it's frustrating because of the professional players. I mean, look at even Kamara put a very good crossing with his right foot when he had to. To be fair on him, and I thought he I thought he was better than one of his left foot crosses. To be fair. Um, I would say long-term, and I'm going to stick my neck out here, long-term, if we can get him fit, I would have Pollock and Halls at the back. And I'd have Morris on the left, and I'd put Kamara on the right um, until it doesn't work. And then you you move 
Kamara on the left and put Gaspar and Gak if we can get him actually fit on the right, naturally right footed long term. Um yeah. just until just until January to see if we can get any any um backup. But yeah, Hawes when he's fit hundred percent and I would actually play Pollock and give him a go, give him a run in the side, see what he can do. I agree with you with Cabaselli. A lot of people they're entitled to their opinion, hundred ten percent. But I do think he's being made a scapegoat because I think defensively as a unit we're not good enough. I just don't think it's down to one or two men. You know, like you like you said, Serial and Cabs, we have to put up with that bloody combination. But I think it's the whole defensive unit. I think it starts from midfield. Usually you say defend from the front. I think um like Chris said, there's a lot of potential there. Completely agree, mate. I think that's what's frustrating us the most. And I think like you've mentioned that as well. The team has got a hell of a lot of potential. Ex-Premier League players, players with Premier League experience, okay, simply wasn't good enough last season, but they've got that experience. They are players that have played in that division. They should be able to handle, um, or more or less, handle the um, championship in terms of the quality. Simply, um, they're not playing at the best at the moment. Um, they need to raise their game. And it's, yeah, it's um, looking at the evidence of yesterday where we've seen this, Swansea, looking at the Swansea game as well and throughout the season, we have not played consistently at a certain level for 45 minutes. That is really worrying for the whole season in the Championship. Premier League, you can sort of put it down to quality of the opposition. The Championship, you need minimum 70, 80 minutes consistently to do anything in this division. And at the moment, we are a mid-table side. Um, the table don't lie, we are mid-table for a reason, we're just not consistently good enough. But, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're a point off of the playoff. I know it's, it's early, I think we're 12 games in. We're yeah. a point off the playoff, seven off the top. We, we need it, we, you know, obviously we, we could do with a run just like all the others, but what's terrifying me at the moment yeah. is the thought of the next two home games being Norwich and, and that horrible lot from up the M1. Um, you know, we, we, we will directly compare ourselves, rightly so, directly compare ourselves with Norwich, who are on a very similar obviously journey and uh, from the Premier League to us, um, they look to be, a, from what I've seen, a much more complete side. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you, you just want, you want a game plan against, you know, against Luton. You just want the, the game plan. You want, um, you just want everyone to be on their game on the day. They don't have to play well, but they just have to battle. And we're a better, you know, we're a better team individually, but that's, that's really worrying to me. And it, one of the, few things well one of the many things that, that annoyed me from uh from that promotion side under Zisco uh well eventually under Zisco was how we played um against Luton at, at the kennel uh, that was that was an absolute disgraceful performance that and if we see that at Vicarage Road there's there's going to be trouble it's it, yeah I, I, I think that the fan base is quite fractured as as we said um I think there's a there's a feel of feeling of apathy, but those two games could really really turn it either way. Really, you know, it could be a, a springboard um, if if we get results out of those two. But equally, you know, you might see a lot more empty seats for the rest of the season. Mm, yeah, well, the thing is, and GT said this as well. You know, one thing Watford fans do, I mean, give give players time, but if you you need to see effort as well. We've said this. You know, with the fans saying, oh, you know, some fans are quiet. You need to get behind the players. Completely agree with that. Yep. You, you, you need to you need to create that atmosphere. It 
you know, it gets on, it spills onto the pitch. So if we're positive in the stand, it feeds onto the players, but it's vice versa as well. The players need to give us something back. You know, if they're not showing effort, you know, we're not, we're not also going to, you know, it's going to be harder to really will them on and um, react to that. And all we want to see is some effort. Show if we lose, we lose. We've said this millions of times. Just show 100% commitment, 100% effort. If you're not good enough, that's just the way it is. As long as you've left everything on the pitch, you're not going to play nine and out of ten, eight or nine out of ten every game. We just, you know, I get bored of saying this all the time, but just that's all you need. Just, just show a bit of um. Bit of application, you know, and bit of bit of guile, to be honest. Dave, even in Dave, he says, we are League One at best with this squad. We need cleverly in midfield, and I would give Gary Cale in defence to solid it up. If Phil Jones get them in on free ASAP, what do you reckon of that? Not not for me, no. I, I think, yeah, we're, we're, we're better than... <laughs> we're not going to go down this year. Um we, yeah, as, I, as I've said, as I said to you early on tonight, I think we've, you know, we've got good individuals. We just need to someone to to bring them together and, and to, to put the jigsaw together because it is a jigsaw at the moment. There's lots of bits that, that don't fit in certain places. And, um, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of being a, a head coach under this, um, this Pozzo regime. You're not going to get much time. Um, coming back to one of your earlier points, so Pidge, um, I think that the, one of the big problems of us in the stand is we don't feel a connection. There's no togetherness with, with that side. Um, I think you know there's a there's a few players that are giving it giving it their all, and you can see that physically. Um, but yet we've got no connection with you know with, with what's going on on the pitch. We can't we can't bond with a head coach because it, it, you know they're just going to get rid of him after after a bad run. Um, and yeah, I, I felt there was a real sort of apathy last night. You know there wasn't much noise. I know there was a rail strike, but there are a few there's quite a few empty seats, and I think people are probably going to be talking with their feet rather than uh rather than protesting um if, if things go bad going forwards yeah i think it's, we we don't like to be too negative on any of the shows but you know we call it out when they're playing bad um quite rightly and you know if we play well like we did against stoke we go lord them up and say well done give them credit give them as much credit and um, i don't care what anyone says if we win a game i'm going to lord it up i'm going to enjoy it until the next game focus on the next game so i'm not people say oh don't get too excited it's only one game i don't care i'll lord it up and if we you know we play bad i'm going to call it out um feel pissed off and you know glum until the next game it's just just a supporter's life isn't it and um yeah if we win against blackpool you know you get you get not everyone. We get most people will be buoyed, ready for Norwich, and then you know you hope it's not back to a reality. You know when what we've had against QPR, especially against QPR and um, Swansea. But uh, yeah, we just want them to get out there and show a bit of guile. And you know, if, like you said, if we carry on performances like that, and especially with rail strikes and everything like that, a lot of people will um, vote with their feet. And it's just, it's a shame because we've got a great fan base that when the players are showing grit and determination and application on the pitch, we'll get behind them. We'll give them that chance to impress us and show us, uh, show them what they can do. But like you said, the current system with the owners, and I know you want to talk about that. We've got, you know, three or four minutes before we go. So I'll let you have the floor for a bit, but you know, we current ownership model at the moment, like you said, 
we can't get attached to the manager and uh, you haven't got that connection. We know it's not the 80s. We know it's not the 90s. You don't have long-term visions with managers. You, you, we cannot be... We've got, I think we've got to accept that we can't have that bond with um, managers um, like we have done in the thing. And like Chris has said, he's absolutely spot on. Last three or four years, we've lacked leaders or enough leaders. Okay, when we went down in 1920, we had Deeney, we had one or two, but we didn't have enough. And we certainly haven't got, I can't see any genuine leaders, apart from probably Cathcart and Clevs, um, in and around that team that could really boil them up and, you know, you know hit, beat your chest old school leaders, um, to be fair, mate. But I know you were touching on um, the regime and what you thought about it. But yeah, go ahead, mate. You got four, three or four minutes, mate. So yeah, all yours. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I tr again, try not to be too too down. It seems so, seems quite a glum uh, show to be honest. But yeah, I, I think. It's just it's just hard hard watching it. They're a hard watch at the moment because we can't we can't connect. Um, you know we, we we've not got a militant fan base, so we're not going to get protests like other clubs. But people will people will will move on. You know that there won't be there'll be sort of non renewal of season tickets next year. Um, but yeah, I, I think in the immediate term we, we've got to have something from Pozzo and and Duxbury. What's going on? Um, it's it's just it's it's not sustainable like this and. It's just—it's not enjoyable. It's—it's it's, it, to many people, including myself, it's not about winning or losing. Obviously, it's great—you know—it's great when you when you get a win, as you said, and you feel buoyed, buoyed up, and it—you it, know—makes makes or breaks your weekend, so to speak. But it's about a belonging, feeling part of something, and it, it just doesn't doesn't feel like that at the moment. Um, so yeah, I, I just ho hopefully that that can that can change. I don't know how it changes. I know there's a few people that say be careful what you wish for um, in terms of changing, but I think we deserve better just because of what's gone on in the past um, doesn't mean we can't hope for a, a better future um, on and off the pitch. Um, and, you know, there'll, there'll be supporters that, that have, uh, you know, young supporters that are, all they know is Pozzo and there's the successes that we've had under them, you know, the cup final, the years in the Premier League, but, the, the, the game has changed. It's, it's not. It's no longer like the, the GT days. But yeah, well, I think I just feel as though we can we can hope for more. Um, and that that starts that starts with communication for me. And we've not. It's it's a travesty that we've not heard from either of them since uh, since the the Rob Edwards debacle, should we say? Um, but yeah, they've they've still got the fan base. They just need to need to get us on sides. Yeah, exactly, mate. I'll just. I'm I'm going to say this on it, but um. Right, Jay Demerit's just retweeted me tweet about the picture of me and him. So, uh, Jay, you're a legend, mate. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, hopefully, he's watching this on Twitter. Thank you very much, Jay. You're a lovely, lovely bloke. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a positive. There we go. We've got a positive in there. Um, good times, mate. But um, Callie's on at nine o'clock, by the way. Uh, getting over to mixcloud.com forward slash live forward slash Nigel Callahan um, to uh, view that. So, click on that. Um, Thursday night service with Callie, DJ Callie. Um, yeah, we'll yeah we'll be going off in a minute, guys and girls. Thank you ever so much for all your comments, contributions, and everyone we meet that comes up and says, 
I watch your podcast. You're absolute legends, every single one of you. Thank you ever so much because that's a pat on the back for you guys because it wasn't for you guys and all the amazing people helping me. We wouldn't have this, so thank you very much. But um, I'll see you tomorrow night. Everyone, me, Super Danny Iron, we'll be looking ahead to uh, the game at the weekend um, away at Blackpool. So um, we'll get all your predictions and everything else in between tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Um, Tom, um, the edition is here. Um, Callers, Craig, I'm going to forgive you for that because the original one was for <laughs> Rambo, but um, I know how much Cathcart means to you, mate. Um, this, <laughs> I've got a, a glorious copy here, but... Um, how can we get it? How much is it? And um, what's the best avenues on social media for you, mate? Yeah, on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Inst well, I say all of them, those three, <laughs> and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I've got a, you can buy online um, from our shop uh, if you can't get to games. Otherwise, it's, it's great to, to see people in person and uh, for them to pick up a copy. Yeah, it's, that's the cover. Uh, for this one, I've got an interview with Craig Cathcart. Uh, and lots of nice comments. There's still plenty available and I'll be selling them in the usual place outside the front or near the club shop uh, before all home games up until the uh, the international break. Um, yeah, just lots of lots of good good stuff in there. It's not all um, negative. There's a lots of positive stuff. There's some sort of funny funny articles and it's quite I've got had a very interesting chat with with Craig Cathcart and that's I think that's worth a, worth a read alone. Um, so yeah. Pick up a copy, and also I've got um, been asked for a few of the Rob Edwards ones, so I've I've got a, a very limited number of those that I'll bring along to to the game. So if you didn't pick up a copy of the twenty six, then uh, yeah, get a copy of that and just come and say hello and appreciate any feedback. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm I'm completely biased on it, so um, yeah, Tom, well done, mate. Yeah, definitely, definitely get on over, get a get a copy also online, and we'll obviously when. We'll try and share as much as we can. I've got to go. Um, so thank you ever so much, guys and girls. Like I say, see you tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Tom, thank you very much, mate. You're an absolute star. Cheers, and um, well done on the um, interview and the Trade the Merit signing as well, mate. So um, on behalf of everyone, good night, ladies and gentlemen, and um, see you tomorrow night.